you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, tape live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, we're going to be, t- oh man, do we have, are we, are we getting Paul to zoom in about the NXT preview? It's a stacked NXT tonight. Oh man. yeah, They're really, they want to, they want to beat AEW in the ratings. That's the, the word going around. I really don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't, Kevin gonna Owens. Ha- I don't think it's going to happen either. <laughs> but they're trying. They got Kevin Owens. I think Finn tweeted that he was going to be yeah. there. Yeah. You got some good brothers showing up, from what I understand. Uh, so their main rostering up NXT. I mean, I short of Roman or, or, or Brock Lesnar going to NXT, I don't know if there's going to be a massive ratings pop. Yeah. I mean, look, what did they do last week? 730 or something like that? Yeah. It was pretty decent. They might hit. I mean, I don't know if they're able to recreate that. Maybe they can get up to 800. I mean, it's possible because AEW's on a different night. Some people might not be aware of it. They're on a different night. Uh, might start late because of the baseball game. Yeah, we don't it know. might get moved to another channel at the last minute or something. Who knows? Is that a possibility? Has that been bandied about? Um, I don't think seriously, but if like the game goes super late, if it's like a 17-inning game like the yeah, right, like the other night, Astro yeah. ones yesterday, so oh, it's wow. such like a six-hour game, then they're I gonna doubt they're going to preempt on. the live show for three hours. So that puts it somewhere. Sticking on a travel channel all of a sudden, <laughs> and it gets like, like yeah. two hundred. It gets like impact numbers. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about uh, last night's Monday Night Raw. Oh, nice! There is an NXT preview. Oh, yeah, great, Paul. Right yeah, Triple A. He's he's zooming in again, man. He still got the vid. Uh, so we're gonna talk about last night's Raw. We're gonna have an NXT preview with Triple H zooming in. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Oh, Triple H also had some stuff to talk about. The White Rabbit. The, the the QR code uh, thing campaign yeah. they ran to, to hype up Ray's return this coming Saturday. We've got NXT, uh, our watch along for NXT Halloween Havoc, uh, which we'll be doing on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Of course, tonight we're also going to be doing our AEW review after Dynamite, whatever channel at whatever time yeah. it ends up happening. Uh, but first, let's talk about this. One of the cornerstones of AEW is sticking around. First reported by Variety and later confirmed by All Elite Wrestling. Le Ocho, Chris Jericho, uh-huh. has signed a three-year contract extension with AEW that will keep him with the promotion through December of 2025 and see him, quote, take on increased responsibilities behind the scenes at AEW and will now serve as producer and creative advisor in addition to continuing as a mentor to young talent. Tony Khan commented on Chris Jericho's extension saying this, Chris Jericho long ago cemented his legacy as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and we're fortunate to have his skills, 
charisma, knowledge, and insights in AEW for years to come. Chris has discovered a fountain of youth this year, and he's having some of the very best matches of his legendary career against some of the top names in wrestling. In expanding his responsibilities, he'll continue to serve as a valuable leader with our roster, having the opportunity to utilize one of the most creative minds in the history of wrestling. Uh, AEW included comment from Jericho in their press release about his extension, where the current Ring of Honor champion, sorry, the current Ring of Jericho champion oh, stated sorry. this. My bad. I've, I've been with AEW since literally day one and in the midst of enjoying what is being called the career year for me in 2022. After 32 years in the pro wrestling business, I'm excited and proud to announce the extension of my relationship with AEW and the Khan family. Working closely with Tony Khan every day is a rewarding and stimulating experience from both a creative and professional standpoint, which has reignited my love for pro wrestling. I don't think I would still be wrestling at this level or be as passionate about the business if AEW didn't exist. As a result, I feel a great responsibility to keep AEW the best it can be, both inside and out of the ring. Over the next three years, I'm looking forward to not only continuing my work in the ring, but to also focus on my ever-increasing responsibilities outside the ring, including producing, advising, and assisting Tony with creative ideas and providing leadership, encouragement, and guidance for our fantastic roster. AEW is a great team, a team that I'm proud to say I'll be a part of for a very long time. Um, so, yeah. That's a smart move. Yeah. AEW's <laughs> part. Like we were just talking about in the pre-show. So some some of it's going to sound redundant. But um, given what has happened over the past six weeks. Yeah. And especially in that time, Jericho and Mox really seemingly have been the glue that have well, kept this there, mess together. There were three names. It was Mox. It was Jericho. And it was Brian Danielson. They were the three that held the talent meeting uh, after Brawl Out. Um and, you know, right now with Mox and Jericho just signing these contract extensions, you know, and part of the, that those extensions includes expanding their roles within the company. I think, obviously, yeah, they're at the seemingly at the forefront of, of that. And the idea that Tony Khan would rely on them. You know, I've, I've said during this spell when AEW has been a bit more bereft of stories uh-huh. than they had maybe in the past. You can look at Jericho, who's in the middle of one of the better stories AEW has going right now, the Daniel Garcia, you know, Ring of Honor, Pro Wrestler, Sports Entertainment thing. Yeah. Um, it is one of the one of the bigger reasons to watch AEW programming right now. And, you know, even, you know, lost in, in, in the salaciousness, the scandal of Brawl Out, the media scrum, Jericho was the one guy at the media scrum who was actually there, you know, answering questions and being kind of the adult in the room. And he always seems to be that with AEW. He's always seemingly, uh, well, not seemingly, you could see it on the TVs, had a desire to work with and elevate younger talent or talent like in the case of Eddie Kingston, who obviously isn't younger. But guys that are the more compelling characters, Jericho is, is, is always lining up to work with those guys and make them look good. Look at what his work with Orange Cassidy, with MJF. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho's always been a guy who wants to get those people over. And you and I have talked about, well, where was he uh, 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 when the, the guy at the top of the company, when he was young, Hulk Hogan, Jericho's age now, when Hogan was that age, keeping everybody yep. down. Yep. Being the ceiling that guys like Jericho couldn't bust through, Jericho's in that position now, and he's trying his damnedest to elevate people. This is such a smart move on Tony Khan's part that he recognizes, I need this guy. I need Mox. I need these yeah. guys in my company to keep doing this stuff. Yeah. I mean, especially in a situation where it seemed like for a while, leading up to and, and uh, brawl out, there seemed to be a bit of a leadership void um, in, in terms of, dealing with whatever backstage stuff was happening in the company uh, to, to kind of have <clears throat> Jericho and Mox now in a, in a somewhat official capacity be, you know, I don't want to go back to the Jericho Cody story about if you dub yourself locker room leader, that means you're not the locker room leader, but this pretty much says in his contract, he's a locker room leader, but it's a situation I think where Mox and Jericho has probably earned that respect from their peers. Mm-hmm. And this is just kind of indirectly making that official. Yeah, in some legal paperwork. Um, well, but yeah, also, it's, it's like, given yeah. his his penchant for reinvention, it's good to have Jericho involved in the creative process. You oh, hear yeah. him talk about some of the ideas he's come up with for for himself through the years creatively. Um, 
you know, again, as we've seen of late in AEW television, it'd be good for Tony Khan to get some help on the creative aspect of things. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, have a Jericho there to, to, to throw some ideas out, pitch some ideas, mm-hmm. bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad call. Yeah. No, I, I think I think this is a, a, a terrific signing or re-signing uh, by Tony Khan, recognizing the work that Jericho's put in. He does seem to take pride in what he's doing there at AEW, and, and you got to appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, that that's cool. So Sports Illustrated had a write-up on this deal. Tony Khan dropped a bit of news about the future of Ring of Jericho, saying, we'll have great news soon about Ring of Honor weekly shows. He says the success of Death Before Dishonor and pay-per-view has ensured there will be more Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Our goal is to have one more great pay-per-view for Ring of Honor in 2022 and then follow that up with a weekly show in 2023. So you got, uh, what, between now and, and December 31st It'll to crank out final one more. battle. That was usually Ring of Honor's right, yeah. end-of-year pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be it's gonna be good when Ring of Honor gets their own weekly TV. I know there's... I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I've seen some people talk about uh, the 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 putting more focus on Ring of Honor stories on mm-hmm. AEW TV is a bit of a distraction from AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a balancing act where you have this brand that you want to use in a larger capacity at some point as its own TV property. So mm-hmm. you can't just purchase said property and not do anything with it. You have to keep mm-hmm. it alive and relevant in people's minds. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the fact that Ring of Honor storylines are going on AEW TV. I think it's kind of more so the implementation of said storylines. They're not always the most captivating, but that goes kind of sadly. Uh, AEW of late, from a creative standpoint, hasn't really been hitting on all cylinders. There's been some good stuff, but there's also been a lot of stuff that hasn't really connected. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they went through they went through a stretch where it was it was really struggling. I feel like they're, I mean, with the exception of the standard critiques and criticisms we have in terms of how they treat their women's division, which means that, you know they, they kind of don't very well. Um, it's been like there's been some better stuff. Like they did they they did pull the trigger on the acclaimed, which was good. Yeah, and so they've got a thing going now. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I say that, and now I'm remembering that they're in in the middle of a lawsuit angle, and that yeah. sucks. Um, but it sounds, I mean, it seems like lately, this past dynamite was pretty decent. Um, we'll see how, uh, tonight's goes, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been an up and down situation for them and maybe, you know, ring of honor being kicked over to its own thing. If Tony puts a moratorium on fucking new belts, uh, (laughs) you know, maybe it'll, it'll seem a little less ridiculous with just everybody having a title belt. And largely that some of that's about ring of honor being there as well. Yeah. Um, cause they've got like, you know, a a ton of titles as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see like where that's going to land. Um, they seem Warner brothers discovery seems to be, um, pro AEW, you know, the thoughts of, Oh, they're going to come in and scrap the show or whatever seem to be much ado about nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the ratings are always good. They're always, you know, winning or almost winning the nights in the, that freaking demo or whatever. Um, so I don't know, maybe they'll put it on HBO max where it'll, you know, be an interesting slice of weekly sports entertainment. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it'll find its way on like travel channels. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to land the travel channel and the, uh, the Warner brothers discovery. So travel channels were ghost adventures airs, I think. That's right. Then, and yeah, that's on correct. Discovery you're app, right. and you're now right. it's Warner Brothers Discovery. You're right. <laughs> so I think Sorry. so. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I just uh, being out of the weather. It's just the. Uh, I mean, no, it's a, it's a good question because, like, why wouldn't they have had the Ghost Adventures guys on AW programming yet? See, really, that's the that's the, right? the crossover I really wanted. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Look at this in chat. R. Jones is already asking us. Triple H calling in. He's going to later on in the show. At the end of the show, we do our NXT review. He's going to call in. He's going to zoom in. He's still dealing with some, you know, he's got the stomach COVID right now. So, uh, but first we're going to talk about Paul Levesque because he talked about the White Rabbit Project. Larson, what did he have to say about this? So uh, the rap has an article about the uh, the ratings uh, uh, gains uh, that SmackDown saw when Bray Wyatt uh, dropped his return promo, if you will on SmackDown this past Friday. And in that article, they got a comment from Triple H about the White Rabbit vignettes that led to Bray's re-debut. This is what the game, the cerebral assassin, the King of Kings had to say. Quote, We asked ourselves how we could bring back Bray Wyatt in the most engaging way possible, so we created the White Rabbit Project, intended to lead our audience down this literal rabbit hole of content to help build anticipation for Bray's return extreme rules on Peacock. It started with flickering lights and arenas, continued with the release of other Easter eggs, like hidden QR codes with an episode of SmackDown and Raw that led viewers to more clues that kept them guessing and tuning in each week. It culminated in what we believe was a massive payoff for our fans and for WWE. Oh man, I want to. I, I, I'd like to. I'd like to pick his brain just about that. The YouTube channel, you know, yeah. the one that had the Jefferson Airplane song, the White Rabbit song on it. How'd you guys do that? Did you guys just like find another channel, find the owner, and then like you know license it from them? How'd you do that? I mean, that's yeah, probably I, what they did. That's probably what they did because then at some point they have. Uh, I mean, it's a more logical situation than like time travel, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah. That there was this channel yeah. that had stuff, and they just kind of procured that channel for a hefty sum, and then all right, get rid of everything but this, these couple. We things. got a lot of money. We can we can time travel now. Wow, really interesting. Uh, so, anyways, let's talk about Monday Night Raw from last night. Yes. What did you think of Monday Night Raw, Larson? Um, what do you want to talk about first? There was some good stuff. I don't know. The, the second half of it, maybe it's because I'm under the weather a little bit. I'm a little sick. I watched it this morning. And I don't feel like, I don't know, it didn't connect as much. I didn't feel like that as the first half. Like the AJ Dom match just kind of dragged on the first spell. Yeah, um, I don't disagree with that sentiment. I, didn't, I thought I didn't that think the uh, Elias segment was really that solid either. I'll be honest, like I, maybe it's because Triple H, Paul was out. You can ask him later on. He's going to zoom in. Okay. Maybe because he was out and, oh, you didn't know Road Dog uh, evidently was running things. That's yeah. what I heard anyways. Um, maybe that's why. But, like, yeah, somebody here in chat noted, and they're totally right. There was only one women's match last night. Yeah. Um, I thought that, like, Baron Corbin's re-debut with, uh, JBL. with JBL wasn't kind of what I was hoping it would be. No. Um, no, the whole angle of, well, this person wouldn't have cut it in the attitude era. I'm like, why do I, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I don't care. I, this isn't the attitude era. Attitude yeah, era was right. not the end all be all of wrestling. So I'll be honest with you. We were doing the watch long. I didn't really listen to much of JBL. Are you talking about his promo on? Yeah. Dolph yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when he's on commentary, he kept on, I mean, the, the whole crux of his thing and his promo was it started with Dolph. He's good now, but he couldn't have, 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 have cut it in the attitude there. And he kept on saying that over and over. And then on co- on commentary, and on commentary, he also said that Baron put him in any era of wrestling and he would thrive and he would be towards the top of the card. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. 
He's in this era of wrestling. He's not even at the top of the card. Consistent. <laughs> so you're telling me that when when, he, when you stand him up to the likes of The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Hogan, Macho Man, Bruno, that he's going to best them all? I think not, <laughs> JBL. All right? Yeah. Doesn't hold a lot of water there. No, and this is just by, hey, I like Barrett. I think Barrett yeah. improves a ton since he's come from NXT. He's a quality performer. He hasn't always been put in the best situations. I have no problem with Barrett. It's, it's just how he's been utilized. And maybe if he's utilized, if he had been utilized properly, then maybe, yes, you can make that. That could be your thesis, JBL, and maybe I might buy into it. But right now, based on the career Barrett has had so far in main roster, I hear that. I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to ignore everything you're saying, JBL, until you say something that makes sense to me. Yeah, or get a suit that fits right. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I was, I'll was. i be honest with you. When uh, Weeks ago, when the limo pulled up and Baron got into the car with him, I was like, oh, that could be good. You know, like, I, I, look, I, I like a well-done vignette. Yeah. I like a well-done skit. And I was like, these guys would be perfect for that. It'd be awesome to see JBL and, and, and Baron talk about I don't know, money or whatever their gimmick is. You know what beef. I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sure they, yeah. money and beef they can talk about. Yeah. Sure. You know, uh, that sounds great. And JBL is a good promo. Yeah. Like the dude, the dude can talk. Um, and he will, we'll say this also. He's always been one of the more interesting personas in pro wrestling simply because, like, way of putting it, <laughs> he's, well, you know, because there's the bullying stuff. But then also, like, he goes to, like, you know, uh, uh, countries and, and villages in need yeah. and builds houses. Yeah, I know. Like, he's a charitable guy. Yeah, I know. Like, he's, they're, they're, a, he seems like a complex individual, yes. Right. Like, there's yes. just this complete shit version of him. But there's also, like, this dude does some cool stuff also. Yes. So yes. it's very confusing. I don't like it. <laughs> I like people. Well, he seemed to, to try to bully the entire state of Oklahoma last night. Well, yeah, but that's just in character. That was, He yeah. was having some fun with that. Um but yeah, no, he just got up there and ran down Dolph Ziggler, and I was like, okay. Like number one, I think Dolph would do. Do you think Dolph would do okay in the Attitude Era? The thing is, he's so influenced by Shawn Michaels. It's like, okay, well, yeah, he'd do really well. But Shawn Michaels was there. Yeah, like it would just be like it'd be like a warrior. Well, I mean, uh, the whole if, idea is, it's it's literally. I don't know if JBL said it in so many words, but it kind of just felt like Baron. He's Larger dude, like yeah. JBL. What, he's 6'6", six, six, something like that? Dolph, maybe 5'11". Oh, yeah, six yeah. Foot. smaller guy stuff, yeah. You know, it wasn't so much like, hey, you, were, you weren't a good enough wrestler. You didn't yeah. have the charisma. Yeah. It's kind of felt like... You're not tough enough for the my ad, the attitude Kind era. of. Part of that, I feel like, is that, hey, Dolph, compared to Attitude Era wrestlers, you're a little on the small side. This is why... For, so for me, dude, it was for me, it was more... It's a matter of presentation. You know, that's why presentation is such an important element of going yeah. in raw math is because when a dude is going to come out, um, he's got a remixed version of his Happy Corbin theme. So it's really not that different. What well, he's got he's two got, great themes just sitting in the vault. Right. He's got a fedora uh, or whatever type of hat that is. Maybe it's not a fedora. It looks like a fedora. It's got elements of a fedora, but I think it's a little bit different. Is it flat brimmed um, all the way around? Does it curve up? Yeah, I think it was flat brimmed. And so fedora, exactly I think, goes up. Yeah, fedora, right. Yeah. I know yeah. there's a different name for that particular hat. But he's got that hat that doesn't match the rest of his outfit. And the rest of his outfit is like, he's got a new logo, which is kind of cool. It yeah. looks like an investment firm logo, which is like what I think they want to do. I guess. <laughs> like, because JBL's a money guy. So it's like, okay, he's got an he's, it's like a yeah. investment firm logo. Yeah. And But, like, here's the biggest faux pas, is he's got that vest... And then like the, the the pants, which have large chunks of nude colored vinyl. It might be leather. Now, oh, leather, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever it is, it looks horrible. It looks terrible. Literally, when he walked out, I was wondering why there was massive pieces of his pants missing. And he looks self-conscious wearing this getup. He very much Or did. self-conscious being with JB. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, man, you have an opportunity here. Instead, he got JBL wearing clown pants. 
<laughs> I'm like, bro, like if you've lost weight, that's great. Adjust your clothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know? Like, he keeps on talking about how much money he has to go to the tailor, you know? <laughs> well, he looks he looks like he looks like an after picture where he's holding his his fat guy pants so, you know, out of the waist. Those those legs were huge. Yeah. Like the pants were flopping around. Remember our buddy Nate, remember like years ago, yeah, yeah, he yeah. lost a bunch of weight and then we did the film festival thing because he runs a film festival and he showed up in a suit that he had had from when he was like 50 pounds heavier and he looked like Charlie Chaplin <laughs> and that's what JBL look I'm like I have a hard time taking you seriously when you look like clown um and so yeah I don't know the whole thing I'm like you have an opportunity and like you said I like Baron he brings a lot to the table he really does for a guy his size is athletic he's a good wrestler he's de- he's he's gotten a lot better he is versatile as a performer. We've seen many aspects of him, but they never get him right. No, and this is another instance I feel like of not getting it right. Barry yeah. doesn't need someone doing his talking for him. No, he really doesn't. He's a good talker. Yeah, and it's like you put you put you know they, these are supposed to be money guys. We drive around in limos and stuff. You put him in what you think like an oil baron would would wear not like an old school not like a there oh, will be blood the, type the, situation the, the, the hat and the <laughs> you want the monocle too steve <laughs> i'm a monopoly man <laughs> that's what i want him to yeah, be exactly. monopoly man i know that's real estate but still um yeah i don't know it's nice fitted outfit or something he's used to wrestling in business attire anyway yeah. is what he Continue usually does yeah i don't know man i thought it was i, th- I thought it was flat and i thought it was like man the, the, you know, we don't need, I guess the road dog era needs to not start now. Can't wait for the game to come back. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some good stuff. You, you start the show with a pull apart brawl and I generally won't complain. Mm-hmm. Lashley and Brock going at it was pretty they started awesome. Mid sense. That episode yeah. started mid sense with, uh, Lashley, uh, talking, uh, talking shit about, uh, Brock. Um, yeah, the, uh, you know, they, they hyped up the Dexter Loomis versus the Miz stuff. And then they, they, you know, wonked out on that. Yeah. And the whole Gargano aspect of, of telling Miz, hey, oh, just tell the truth. Like, they, what, the, what the heck they is that? They got about? something. They got, like, something is going on there. Yeah. Like, Gargano knows the truth about the Miz and Dexter Loomis. I don't know. Did Road Dog just completely, did he pull, like, a Ryan Johnson on that second Star Wars uh, uh, movie? Oh, completely rewrite. Which I, I dug that movie, by the way. But, like... Like, did he did he take all the stuff that Triple H is setting up and just completely taken in his own direction? It's like, man, you're supposed to just steer the ship. <laughs> okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay, just steer the ship. Don't find a new destination for us because that doesn't work. Because uh, he's coming back like next week, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that that the the Gargano aspect of the mid storyline was a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, it's one of those things where hey, there's a mystery, somewhat afoot, but. Is it one that's necessarily intriguing? Uh, at this point, I would have to say no. Well, no, you're right. It's not. Um, but given the the recent predilection for referencing history, wouldn't it be awesome if they did find some nugget that they can point to on tape and be like, "Hey, you see this right here? This is when." And it's Was like, "Holy Loomis shit!" An extra on in some segment that the Miz. Jack them and all, that, and all that Loomis wants is an apology or something like that. Maybe. Maybe they got something. I mean, that'd be pretty flimsy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it kicked off, like I said, uh, with uh, whatchamacallit, with Lashley uh, opening the show. He's already in the ring. He's already talking. He's like mid-sentence. This dude's already two-thirds through his promo. Calls out Brock. He wants to fight now. Brock comes ringside, and they fight. Big brawl breaks out. Lashley spears Lesnar through the barricade. Refs, producers, security, the locker room, they all come out to break it up. Lashley is able to push past, uh, push past Shelton Benjamin, tackles Brock over the announce table this time, hits him with the big spine buster through the table. Yeah, it was good stuff. It yeah, was, was good, really stuff. good stuff. And then we get a match, the OC, mm-hmm. the official, the original, the only club that matters. Yeah. Still says that in their Tron. Yeah, they're not. They're not getting into that. <laughs> uh, taking on Alpha Academy. Uh, so I'll, I'll say this: Gallows and Anderson, good brothers. They had a bit of a pep in their step. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They got the fresh. They got the fresh tans going. The gear looks fantastic, and yeah, yeah they're clearly not. They're not. They're not just rolling in for one of them impact paychecks. Dude. No, they're not coasting at this point. 
Um, so they get the win here. Hit a magic killer on Gable. Uh, and then as soon as the match is over, pretty much Judgment Day's music hits. They walk out to the ramp. Finn says, too sweet. Same old crap. Nobody's ever seen that before. Real sarcastically. Mm-hmm. And then Priest says, yeah, the OC think they've accomplished something great. They, they accomplished something great last week. The only thing they accomplished is that they would get cooked by Judgment Day. And Finn says, I'm the one that started the stupid club. I made you guys so I can break you guys, which is why we're here to challenge you clowns to a match, but not tonight at Crown Jewel. And AJ says, we accept. He says, I can't understand why any, everyone does this. Uh, you're standing there. We're here in the ring. Let's just do this right here, right now. That is, unless you have to ask your mother for permission. Mm. And Finn says, how dare you? And then Dorm, or Dom storms right up to the front of, of, of the group and says, how dare you, AJ, unless you would be like my dad and go running the other brand because you can't mm. hang with Judgment Day. Mm. And uh, AJ says, oh, Dom, look at you. You're so cool. You're so bad. So long as you're standing next to Judgment Day, says you're, he says, Dom, you're a piece of trash. A piece scum, of trash. Scumbag, a little punk. And since uh, you want to run your mouth, why don't you step in the ring and handle business? And then Rhea says, uh, Dom is going to rip you, AJ, limb from limb. And then she turns to Dom and says, you're going to do that, right? Are you a man or are you a boy? Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and Dom says, I'm going to wipe the mat with AJ, rip him limb from limb. <laughs> and then AJ tells Dom to bring his ass down here uh, to see what you got. Dom says, well, I'm not ready now, but when I am ready, uh, I'll mop the floor with you, AJ. So maybe like in an hour or so. And AJ says, all right, fine. Get changed. Go drink some water because I'm going to do something that your dad should have done, and that's beat the piss out of you. And that's just too sweet. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, good stuff here. I love Rhea just manipulating the shit out of Dom. It's great. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right. We're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15-second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, Mm -hmm. movies, TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give our crazy stories about our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Check us out on the new Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. Uh, after that, Seth Rollins, probably the most over guy in WWE right now, comes out. This It's such an issue that they're continuing this thing with him and Riddle because they, they want to get Riddle over, but you can't get nobody... Nobody's going to be more popular than Seth right now. So he says, for all the folks who doubted me, for all the haters who stopped believing in me, you can kiss my big, beautiful red behind. Ha, ha, ha. He had a very bright says, red suit on. It was very bright. He says, for everybody who never counted me out, who always had my back, do what you've always done and sing my song. Oh, and, of course, the entire crowd oh. sings his song because it's a very singable song. It is. He says, tonight is a historic night. Because it'll be my first event and what'll become the greatest U.S. title run of all time. Because in the main event tonight, I'm going to wipe the mat with Matt Riddle's face. And in the process, I'm going to clear up a miscommunication that was extreme rules. He says, I might have tapped out when Riddle had me in the triangle, but that was a strategic move. I did that for you guys because two days after that, I had to beat Lashley and become the new U.S. champ. I tapped out for all of you. He's, ta- he's interrupted by Mustafa Ali. He congratulates Seth on winning the U.S. title. He says, I was waiting uh, to give a shout-out to Brock for the assist. Or he he was like, I was waiting for you to give a shout-out to Brock for the assist. He says, but you know, Lashley promised me that I was next in line for a title shot. But I get it. Things change. Champions change. He says, but my challenge remains the same. I want to fight you, Seth. I want to fight for the U.S. title. And then Seth says, I have a question for you. Do I look like Bobby Lashley? Sorry, pal. You'll have to get to the back of the line. I got to focus on Riddle tonight. So you got two options. You can stay out here and party with the new champ, or you can skedaddle out of the ring because you don't belong in the ring with me. 
And he's getting all in his face obnoxious. So Ali grabs, takes his sunglasses off. He says, no, 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 it's not going down like that. He says, you may be Seth freaking Rollins, but what you're staring at is Seth's next freaking problem. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not backing down. I want to fight. And Seth says, well, I appreciate what you're trying to do. I actually like you. You're one of the best performers there is here in the WWE. He says, what people may not know is that you're an even better human being. He says, I see what you do with the young guys helping him out. He says, you're a great friend, a great father. And then, whoop, he sucker punches Ali, throws him out of the ring. Seth walks out of the ring. Ali lays Seth out from behind. Seth hits Ali in the throat, throws Ali into the ring post. Yep. End scene. Yep. Uh, then we get a quick shot backstage of JBL's limo arriving at the arena. Then we get Dakota Kai, Io Shirai taking on Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair. Uh, damage control got the win here when they kind of when they took uh Bianca out of the match. So Candace hits Dakota Kai with the end of Sagiri. Uh, Bianca and EO tag in, and Bianca goes on to run. Eventually, Larray tags back in. Her and Bianca hit a suplex missile drop kick combo. Dakota breaks up that pin. Dakota hits Bianca with a scorpion kick, and uh, Bianca responds with a glam slam attempt, but uh, Dakota ends up sending her to the apron, boots her to the floor. And then she turns around, takes a code breaker from uh, Candace. Bailey Lee's commentary gets a kendo stick from under the ring, takes a swing at Bianca. Bianca ducks, tackles Bailey over the announce table. And while all that's going on, EO hits Candace with an air raid crash, uh, falls, and then uh, uh, damage control falls with a, like a double team spine buster powerbomb type thing to get the win. Yeah. So, like, is this going to be War Games Damage Control versus Bianca, Candace, and somebody else? Yeah. What are they because back, later uh, on they mentioned that both Oscar uh, and Alexa have been taken out by Are out. They're out. They're yeah. out. Yeah. What do they bring back? Uh, what's her name? Nixon well, Newell. Bailey did make reference to uh, Candace being a former tag champ in NXT and said something along the lines of maybe she should get her former partner to come help her. Oh, oh, ooh, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Matt Riddle interview. Uh, he says, you know, I've gotten to know Seth pretty. I like this because it went from one scene to the next to the next in one take. He says, I got to know Seth pretty well, and I've come to realize he's a lot like one of those cheap hoverboards. He's a lot of, this was actually a funny metaphor. He says, he's a lot of fun at first, but then it starts to overeat and then sets your house on fire. This is a bunch of tech nerds trying to cover it up. It's wild. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? He says, Seth can make any excuse he wants. Uh, but he already exposed, but I already exposed him in the fight pit, and tonight I'm going to beat his ass bad and become the new U.S. champ. So then Riddle notices Ollie off screen. He walks up to him. He says, you know, man, it takes a lot of guts to step up to Seth. And if I win the U.S. title, I'll give you the first opportunity. And then they hear uh, over to the side a scream, and it's the Miz. They walk up to him. He's on the ground holding his knee. And he's looking over. He says, man, I was looking over my shoulder to make sure Loomis wasn't following me because some high school dropout janitor didn't do their job. He says, I slipped and fell. Now I'm injured. And then Ali tells Miz to show some respect. Call the janitor a custodian. Riddle says, it's actually a sanitation engineer. And Miz is like, oh, I'm pretty sure I got a torn ACL at the lease. I'm going to sue this entire building. There's no way I can compete tonight. Go get me help. So, yeah. That was pretty funny. And then they go off and they're like kind of uh, half-assed. Help. Is there a doctor yeah. right here? Yeah, yeah. They were really worried to it. So we're backstage. Uh, Judgment Day is talking. Uh, Finn's talking about how nice guys finish last. And Priest says, yeah, it's fun to bad guy. It's fun to, yeah, it's fun to bad guy. And then uh, they they all notice someone step in off frame. Camera pans over. It's Cora Jade. And Rhea's all, what do you want? And she's decked out in like Judgment Day, like it's all black, but she has like, like purple you, stuff in her hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then so she says, uh, "You know, I got to pick an opponent for Roxanne, and I couldn't think of anyone as ruthless and as dominating as Rhea." And Rhea's like, "Let me get this right. You guys used to be best friends. Now you're not. And you want me to come to NXT and beat the hell, hell out of Roxanne Perez? Sure, I won't mind. I'm in." Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, why not?" Uh, after that, JBL comes out, and uh, he's got a big old promo. He says, it's a momentous occasion for the wrestling god to come back to WWE, and tonight's no exception. He's got, I've got it. He says, I've got an announcement that will shake the foundation of Raw, but before I make that announcement, he says, from the bottom of my heart to the world, I apologize. I apologize for doing this in Oklahoma. Texas is right across the Red River. He talks shit about OU losing to Texas. 
He says, but as much as I would love to stand here and bash Oklahoma, because honestly, I despise this state, I've got great news. Ray Mysterio has left Raw. He says, Dom finally found out what I knew years ago, that Ray is one of the worst human beings on the planet. He wears a mask because he's ashamed of himself. He says, but that void has created the greatest trade since Bambino went to Bronx, to the Bronx. And he tells the crowd to welcome Baron Corbin. Now, this I like because they made logic of Ray going yeah. to SmackDown. A trade happened. There's something for something. Exactly. I love what I love exactly. that they're doing. No, that. It, 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 it really does fit, kind of feels like the bare minimum that, that should have been happening. One line. Vince. One line. Yeah. Yeah. No, just just explain why talent's moving from one show to the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we mentioned Baron's kind of got new gear with the the nude colored uh, striping on his pants and on mm-hmm. his on his top. Yeah, you know, it just looks like he has giant holes in his pants, mm-hmm. like the whole side of it. He's still got the fedora, anyways. He comes down to the ring, and JBL tells us, "Look at Corbin. He's mm-hmm. two to three times the size of Ray." And Baron's dominant starts tonight. And W gave Baron a former champion, a funny, a former Money of the Bank winner, his first opponent. They say Dolph steals the show, but I say Dolph has been stealing money from the company for 15 years because if Dolph had been walking around during the Attitude Era, he wouldn't have made the cut. Walking around backstage looking at this roster, if they had been around during the Attitude Era, while Hornswoggle would have enjoyed the competition, the only way they would have enjoyed the show is if they bought a ticket and watched stars like Baron. He is a star, and today starts the emergence of the modern-day wrestling god. So that Dolph comes to the ring, he and Baron have his match. Yeah, and of course Baron ends up winning this with a, with an end of days. It wasn't it wasn't an easy uh, uh, easy match for Baron though. Dolph put up a fight. They they gave this a bunch of time. Dolph did put up a fight. Uh, so yeah, I mean I don't know. Like if you're gonna do this, I mean Dolph. Look, I guess Dolph his reputation precedes him. He was just NXT champion a couple months ago. Yeah, but even in that program, he recognized that he doesn't win a whole lot anymore. Yeah, that was kind of. <laughs> He, I think he mentioned it in a promo, like 90% of the time I don't win. I think he literally said that in a promo. Yeah. Yeah, he said, nine times out of ten, I'd lose this match. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, Miz is in the trainer's room. He's like, oh, is my knee out of place? Is it shattered? Just do the surgery now. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty funny. It was pretty funny. And then Byron steps in with an interview. He says, are you going to face Loomis tonight? Miz says, regardless of the diagnosis, I'm in a lot of pain. I don't think I can do that. And Byron says, you know, several members of the custodial staff saw you pour water on the floor, then sit on it, then put out the wet floor sign. And Miz is like, do you think I staged this whole thing so I can get out of a match? How dare you? He says, I'm very, very injured. Of course, they're going to say I staged it. They're trying to fabricate an alibi because I'm going to file a lawsuit. So who are you going to believe? And then Gargano shows up, and he's like, oh, my God, it's Dexter Loomis. And Miz is like, ugh. And he gets off the trainer's table, and his knee is obviously fine. Yeah. Baron says, it looks like you can compete. And Miz says, yeah, it looks like my superior DNA has allowed me to heal faster than a normal human being, and that's unfortunate for Loomis because I'm going to be the one, because he's going to be the one who gets injured tonight. Yeah. Uh, then we got an MVP promo. Says, we're not here to disparage Braun. To the contrary, they're to celebrate. I'm here to celebrate Braun. Uh, the very mention of the name Braun Strowman strikes fear in the heart of ordinary men, but Amos is far from ordinary. He is the personification of the word extraordinary. That's why they're going to smack down on Friday. And Amos will walk up to Braun and look down at him to make sure that Braun understands that Amos fears no man. Let's face it, monsters aren't real, but giants are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had uh, they did a recap of uh, Bray's return, and then we got the OC backstage. AJ tells uh, uh, you know the good brothers not to get in, involved in his match, and then Cameron Grimes steps in. Hey, woo! He says, "I could use some help again, skills him." And Gallows uh, ask, uh, he says, "Oh, AJ, is, isn't this the brother with all the cash?" And uh, AJ's he's like, like, "Well, yeah, uh, it's all crypto or something like that." Yeah, he's like, "It's all crypto." He's like, "Hey." Uh, he says, if you need partners tomorrow on NXT, we're his guys. Uh, and then Grimes leaves. And then Anderson says, that's a payday for the boys. And Gallo's like, yeah, we love money. And I think AJ's like, oh, you guys haven't changed at all. Yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. They yeah, got, their, their ability to, to riff off each other at improv is, is still pretty Oh, simple. it's terrific, yeah. Uh, then we had AJ versus Dom. They gave this match a lot of time, but it, I don't know, it, it, just, it didn't really quite deliver on the excitement level you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just yeah. kind of happened uh, yeah in the end 
I don't think Dom is capable of any. Look, this is kind of it's kind of a, a litmus test because if you if you can't get in there with AJ and have an exciting match, you simply can't do it. I guess there's something to be said for that. So uh, AJ puts Dom in the calf crusher. Dom gets the bottom rope. Finn and Priest pull Dom out of the ring. So the OC walk over to him. So we got a face off between Good Brothers AJ, Finn, Priest, and Dom. AJ punches Dominic. So then uh, they start kind of brawling off on their own. Finn and Priest and the Good Brothers, they're just there jawing at each other, talking crap. Mm -hmm. Well, the ref gets out of the ring to make sure they don't start fighting. Mm -hmm. And while that's happening, uh, AJ puts Dom in the ring. He follows, tries to get in himself. Rhea grabs his ankle. Dom rolls him up. Ref gets back in, counts the one, two, three. Dom Mm -hmm. gets the win here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty shocking. That was a big payout over at the MF Steve here channel. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think he had less on him than uh, no winner. Oh, wow. Uh, Backstage, Miz is uh, warming up. Gargano walks up to him. He says, you know, I felt compelled to help out a fellow Clevelander. He says, I've known Dexter for a long time, and I know the real story between you two. And Miz is like, what are you talking about? Gargano says, you know, if you want out of the match tonight, just tell the truth. And he says, the truth is I've been victimized by a demented stalker, and tonight after I beat him, he's going to be banned from here forever. And he says, good luck with that. And Miz says, after I'm done with Loomis, maybe I got a score to settle with you too, John. John. <clears throat> uh, that match was supposed to happen next. Dexter Loomis is making his entrance. Miz runs up behind him, blasts him with the chair. And they continually blast him with the chair until he hits a skull-crushing finale on the chair. Yeah. No match even happened. No match happened. No which match. Was, yeah. That was, I don't know. Maybe Triple H is like, nah, look, just hold off on everything. Don't do anything. We're going to pick this up next week. Oh, you didn't know. After that, we had a damage control interview. Byron asked what's next for them. Dakota Kai is like, what's next? You don't want to shed some uh, light on how we just beat Bianca and Candace? And uh, Bailey says, I'm tired of people asking what's next when we should be appreciating what's unfolding right in front of us, uh, right in front of them. She said, let's appreciate the now. She said, where's Alexa? We got rid of her. Dakota Kai is like, where's Asuka? EO says, gone. Dakota Kai says, this is a preview of how we'll continue to reign as tag champs. Bailey says, I hope uh, Raquel and Shots are watching closely because they don't stand a chance this Friday on SmackDown. As for me, I'm over what Bianca pulled uh, tonight. I'm over what happened in Extreme Rules because I didn't get pinned. She said, but I'm not going to let Bianca off that easy. Next week, I'm going to show her what it's like when I'm back in control. Yep. Uh, and then we got Gargano confronting Miz backstage. He goes up to the Miz and says, oh, bad move, Mike. Do you think that's going to stop Dexter? And the only thing that's going to stop him is if you give Dexter what you promised. So Miz says, I don't know what you're talking about. Loomis isn't getting a WB contract anytime soon. Gargano says, I feel bad for you. What's the worst that can happen if you tell the truth? You get canceled, you lose your house, you lose everything. But hey, Candace and I, we can take over Miz and Mrs. Miz interjects, says, enough. What are you even wearing? Mm-hmm. And so Gargano holds up a whistle. Says, this is a whistle. I wear it for dramatic effect, but if you don't come clean... I'm just going to blow the whistle on you, Mike. Ooh, whistleblower gimmick. He knows about Rawgate. Uh, after that, we had uh, the Elias promo. He's got a piano this time. He yeah, says, a it keyboard. feels great. A little keyboard, yeah. The piano. You know, the little last piano. Casio, Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> they put a whole giant piano in the ring. Uh, he says, <laughs> it feels great to be back. He says, uh, you know, my younger brother Ezekiel's career was tragically cut short. But that's the reason I'm here. We've got a saying in my family, the show must go on. So I've got a question for everyone tonight. Who wants to walk with Elias? He says, normally I'd start playing a song on the guitar, but I wanted to do something special for OKC tonight. I wanted to play it on the keys. He says, but I got a little emotional for this song. So please silence your phones and hold your applause till I'm done. And then as he's, uh, he's, he's about to do, he's interrupted by Riddle. He's got some bongo drums. And Elias says, hey, man, it's great. It's great to see you. But, um, you know, uh, uh, he says, uh, you're going to interrupt me on my first night back. Riddle says, oh, I don't want to interrupt you. I want to say I'm a huge fan. You rock. And when Ezekiel was around, I'd get so zeked up. It was crazy. And, uh, and I even hit my bongos. He says, you want to hit my bong? And uh, Elias says, no, nah, it's not really my thing. Riddle says, uh, I know what everybody knows, that there's one truth, and that means WWE means walk with Elias. And he starts getting the crowd going to the tune of Seven Nation Army. Uh, And then Elias says, I appreciate you being a fan. 
but I came out because, uh, but uh, he says, you got, you got a big match coming up next. He says, how about you take a seat and I'll play my song. Riddle says, can you play with me one day? And then he says, yeah, that'll happen. So uh, anyways, he sits down. And then uh, Elias starts doing his song. And I feel like they were holding off on hitting Seth's music to allow Elias to get a little, cause like, it doesn't seem like he really, he was doing some stuff on the keyboard, but yeah, it was yeah. like, he started to get a little bit lost. And like, you could tell he was hoping they'd hit Seth's song. Cause Seth comes out, he interrupts. Yeah. And, uh, and then that match happens and Elias is hanging out at ringside the entire time for a reason. Yeah. Cause, uh, Seth gets in his face at one point, uh, Elias hits him with the knee uh, later on, when Riddle is wrecking Seth, Seth rolls out of the ring and is, he's just he's just getting on Elias, hitting, mm-hmm. yeah, hitting yeah, yeah, because he wants to get DQ or he wants to win by DQ. But mm-hmm. uh, Elias doesn't do it. Instead, Seth super kicks uh, Elias. Uh, Riddle hits Seth with with a PK off the apron, puts Seth back in the ring, hits a power slam, draping DDTs, calling for the RKO. Seth blocks it. While that's happening, Elias is getting in the ring. Seth shoves Riddle into Elias, hits the stomp to get the win. Elias gets a stomp too. Rollins about to stomp Riddle on the U.S. title. Ali runs to the ring, uh, hits Rollins some ground and pound, spinning heel kick. Rollins tumbles out of the ring. Ali hits him with a suicide dive. Clothesline Seth over the barricade. Seth flees up through the crowd. And that's your Monday Night Raw. Oh, Oh, you hear that noise? Yeah. The people can't hear it, but yeah, that's Triple H zooming in. I'm going to go uh, run a quick errand. He's going to take over for me. Hold uh, on, I got to a preview. Question. Are we going to do the, is he going to do the Dynamite preview too? I thought since NXT's in here, I should do Dynamite. We should put Dynamite <coughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's going to do that too. Yeah, he's going to do the whole thing with you. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm going to, okay, I'll see you later. All right. Hello. Hey, hey, Hello. hey, Hunter, how you feeling? Who's this, Steve? Hey, Steve, how's it going? No, I feel like harsh. absolute, Gosh, don't interrupt me. I feel like dog shit. Yeah. Today is not the day. Did you see that Monday Night Raw last night? Oh, my God. I will never let Road Dog run a show again. Okay. I, I find, don't interrupt. I find it funny that I've known this guy for uh, over 25 years since the formation of DX. Uh-huh. And uh, he hasn't learned, don't interrupt, he hasn't learned one stinking thing from the game from Paul Levesque, Triple H, King of Kings. He hasn't learned anything. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know how crappy he'd be running Raw last night. Anyways. I guess you should have called somebody else to run Raw last night, huh? Good Lord. I find it funny this guy interrupts me all the time, Stuff, My God. You were done with your sentence. Anyways, do you want to do the NXT preview, please? Don't interrupt. Don't argue. Yes. NXT, huge show tonight. I've been working on this one for months. Uh, it's my magnum opus. I don't know who's running it tonight. Hopefully, it's not Road Dog. He's trash. He's I'd like the with Shawn Michaels, right? Oh, you think he's cute? He's my best friend. I know he's sexy. Even you now he's bald and he's got the weird wonk eye and everything. Still very, he's a sexy boy. He's not a boy. He's like a fucking grandpa at this point. Anyways. All right, what's the preview? Please? First up on NXT. Oh, man, this is a huge show. Massive show. Characters and storylines. Roxanne Perez. Cora Jade. It's time to pick your poison. It's not literal poison. We're talking arsenic here. What we're talking about is two matches. Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. They're picking the poison tonight. They're picking each other's opponents, right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, this isn't like a suicide pact. That'd be weird and dark. No. Yeah, Next. Mm-mm. Next. Sonya Deville has toxic attractions back in battle with Alba Fire. That's right. Sonya Deville is going to be fighting Alba Fire. I don't know if Mandy's going to be there or not. She's been gone dealing with some stuff. I get it. Sonya Deville is going to be there tonight on NXT. We're going to beat AEW tonight. All right. What's next? And if, and if, if what, AEW is going to beat our developmental, who cares? Next up. I love this guy, Cameron Grimes, big scumbag, but he's hilarious to the moon with this guy. He loves space. He, he has got the, the original club, right? We can't say bullet club. It's not allowed. You know, trademark reasons. Legal, legal issues. We got our own legal issues for help in the battle with the schism. I used to like when these guys were the grizzled young veterans. Yeah, they were great. But then Sean was like, hey, I got a great idea. I was like, what do you want, Heartbreak? He's like, well, let's let's not do grizzled young veterans. Let's make them schism. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Hey, uh, Triple H, can you do me a favor? (laughs) 
Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah. What was that? I got that yeah. Hold on. Yeah, you wanted he, a favor? Yeah. Can you do? Can you do the Cameron Grimes catchphrase, but try to do a Cameron Grimes impression? Oh, like get my voice. Yeah. Okay. Hold yeah, on yeah. a second. All right. Uh, today I'm gonna go to the beach. Cool, thank you. Thank you. All right. What's next in the docket for for NXT tonight? Tony D'Angelo, the dawn of NXT, not D-A-W-N. It's like the, the godfather yeah. of NXT is to select the opponent for this guy named Stax. Remember when there was two of the Stax and one of them got killed and then he ended up on that piss and AEW show? Yeah. What an idiot. Anyways. Who's, uh, who's, uh, who's Stax's opponent going to be? Can you give us a hint? Oh, man. I'm not going to pick it. Is it going to be the dawn of NXT? D-A-D-O-N. All right, what's next? We got one more. One more it's probably going to be like, I don't know, Von Wagner, a piece of trash like that. I don't know what Sean sees in Von Wagner, I'll be honest with these yeah. garbage. Anyways, how do you feel about Von's reign as dumpster champ? I think it's been an epic reign. I think anybody who smells like that, anybody who walks around with, uh, you know, uh, a dog shit all over their shoes like he does, uh-huh. smells like piss. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Von Wagner, top dumpster champion, not NXT material. Get him out of here. All right. All this come Tuesday business is disgusting. Nobody wants right. to talk about fluids. What's the last? What's the last thing you got to? Oro Mensa, which sounds like uh, uh, some like some sort of. Oro Mensa, just move on. What kind of fuck? Just move on. And Wesley team up against what is Wesley a tag team? It's like two guys, Wes and Lee team up against Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Why hasn't Sean sent me these guys to main roster yet? Why uh, is he holding on to Carmelo and Trick? They're the best things going to NXT. Oral Mensa sounds like some sort of, like some sort of dental product. <laughs> Just move on. Oral Mensa. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this pissant company. AEW. Oh, you, you gotta, do you watch? Do you watch AEW at all? No, no, well, you, I don't, you don't watch you that don't watch shit. This to see what they're doing. You know, there's a lot of people I know you were friendly with or used to work with you. I keep in, I keep in, I keep in contact with all those people. You know, I was asking John Moxley the other day. I was like, "Hey, Dean, you want to come back to the Federation?" He was like, you know, "I got a five year contract." I'm like, "That's oh, stupid." Hangman Page, I want him on our team. They they got a match tonight. John Moxley and Hangman Page. Yeah, that should be really Gee, good. I wonder what's going to happen there. They're giving a free title match on TV, a pay-per-view match on TV. Oh, that's right. They only have four pay-per-views a year and eight battles of the belt. All right, what's next? Oh, we got Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. Of course, you know Tony. They're going to give this match seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this crap? Uh, yeah, Tony, I'd love to. Tony, unfortunately, I, I would have brought her back. She'd be champion right now, but she signed a five-year deal with AEW so she can show up once a month on TV. All right. Uh, someone else you know quite well, Chris Jericho, defending the Ring of Jericho title against Dalton Castle. Can I be honest with you? This guy was a trash worker in 1998. He's a trash <laughs> worker now. You know, one of Steve's uh, uh, favorite moments of yours is when uh, Jericho beat you for the belt and then you complained to Earl Hebner and, and had him overturn the decision. You want to you want to you want to shoot? That was real. I I actually had Earl change that. They were going to go with Chris Jericho as champion back there. He's a terrible worker. He's trash. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. He was garbage then. He's garbage now. All right. They all just right. signed well, him to a three year deal. So and then also we got a trios. What is, what is WWE going to bring in some trios title? Yeah. What do we need? What are we AW? What are we a piss hand company? We got tag title. Two people, not three. Three is a crowd. Haven't you heard that phrase, Jack yeah, Tripper? Seen the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that so dude, you he would trios. bang all the time. Nothing but sex right. going on in that sitcom. Right, Respectfully, Paul, we got to get through this segment. Uh, John Ritter was a legend. Gosh. Uh, best friend. He was. He was great. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, John Ritter was great. Best you ever friend. seen Bad Santa, the unrated version? No, I haven't. You and Steven have a field day talking about that. Uh, best friends challenge Death Triangle for the trios title. Oh, man, best friends. You know who my best friends are? Sean Let's Michaels. get ready to suck it. Degeneration X. Where's yeah. Daddy Ass in this preview? He's the only person I'm tuning in to see. I love him. We just got it. We just got a raid from Colt Cabana. Hey, Colt, come to the Federation. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Triple H. Have a good one. All right. We'll see you guys tonight for NXT. Goodbye. I'm back. How, how did that go? Did that go good? That's tough. That was it was tough? Tough, man. Really? I don't know what he's gonna say. Oh, he's a loose cannon, that yeah, Triple H. Yeah, he is. He is a loose cannon. Hey, Colt Cabana rated yeah, us. That's cool. Cole. Thank you so much. Thanks, so I, Colt. 
Oh, Cult. God. Did he say something to Colt? No, no, no. Well, oh, well, that's good. But did uh, he? Was he trying to tamper? I want to get into oh, it. Oh, no. You'll have to go back and watch. But I, I did cut him off a couple times. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. He's coming back. Wait, oh, wait. He's zooming in again. By the way, the Enforcer's a huge heap and pile of trash. Oh, my gosh. All right. They, he just left again. Bye. Gosh. What How much longer do we have to do this? The show? The show's over. No, like calling Triple H. You see oh. all this you see all this gray hair in my beard? Yeah. I think triple, talking to Triple H several times a week is, is causing more of it. Well, at least you don't you're not gonna blame me for that one anymore. Rather better him than me. So uh I'm sorry, but this is now one of our most popular segments is bringing it. Look, of we're course, a big the, deal. the popular segments are the ones that come at my expense. Always. <laughs> That's sort of how we've managed our career. It's been yeah. kind of great. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Yes. Unfortunately, Triple H ran long, so we're not going to do questions today. Uh, but uh, maybe we'll do those another time. Oh, I got a headache now. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.